0: Are you like me exhausted by motherhood chronic illness all the demands placed on us every Day, If you're feeling like your mind and your body could really use a jolt of energy, a natural jolt of energy, no five-hour energy drink needed, you are going to love this episode. It's my interview with Vanessa Nowak, health coach and exhaustion to energy expert for moms. She has some really practical, tangible tips to share with us today so that we can go from fatigued and blah to thriving and energized and after this you can just call me the energizer bunny you are listening to the cheeky podcast for moms with IBD a safe space where moms with Crohn's and colitis connect explore powerful tools for healing and transform our lives to thrive in motherhood and in life Well, hello there, my friend, Karen Haley with you again on The Cheeky Podcast, and I am feeling particularly light and energized today because I just finished up my conversation with Vanessa Nowak a health coach with a knack for taking exhausted moms and helping them find their energy again. Vanessa is a mom herself, and you'll see she talks about it in this episode. She was really struggling with mom exhaustion when she decided she was going to turn things around. And she did just that in her own mom life. And now she teaches others how to do the same. The thing that I think I really appreciate most about Vanessa is that she has this way of just making you feel confident and that you can find your way back to energy again without putting so much pressure on yourself or feeling like you have to do it perfect or you have to do it all at once as an exhausted mom myself I can definitely get behind that kind of way of doing things because there's just less pressure. And Vanessa stopped by the podcast today to let us be part of her mission. Her mission to let moms know that they can be a mom and also wake up feeling awesome and full of energy. She has her own program that she created, the Exhausted to Energized program, which is designed to help moms ditch the exhaustion so that they can reclaim their energy and fully enjoy all the moments. And she tells us about that program today. And she also walks us through her five-step Exhausted to Energized system. Vanessa and I, we even chat about Why, even though when we get all the information, we have it at our fingertips, why, when we have a step-by-step plan for something, why it's so hard for us to then get started and what we can do about it so that we can then be more successful. This was a really uplifting interview, so let's get into it. Hi Vanessa,
1: welcome to the show. Hi, Karen. Thanks so much for inviting me today. It's so awesome to be here.
0: Oh, I'm so happy to have you. I already mentioned in your bio that you're a health coach and that you specialize in helping exhausted moms. You help them gain their energy again. And I have to tell you, Vanessa, if there's one thing that my community struggles with, it's exhaustion, right? All moms, they struggle with it, motherhood. And then with my community having Crohn's and colitis, there's this added piece onto that, this chronic illness piece that also really affects how they show up. And so- what, they're, what they end up doing is they have all these systems that they're trying to run. They're trying to take the kids everywhere they need to go. They're trying to keep up with their own life, and they really struggle. We all struggle with this. So we definitely need your expertise. I cannot wait to hear your thoughts on this topic. I know that you have a five-step plan that you're going to share with us today to help ease some of that exhaustion, the overwhelm that we all feel when we're moms. But I want to start with you. I know that you're a health coach and every health coach has a story. So we all come from this, from some place of personal experience, something that happened to us that really calls us to become a health coach. So I'm just wondering, Why did you get into health coaching? Why did you end up specializing in helping exhausted moms find more energy? And then also two part question, one more part to this, uh, because I'm a foodie, I would love to hear, and I'm also really health conscious. I would love to hear what's your favorite food, health conscious or not. And then what's your favorite health conscious food, but let's just start with Why did you become a health coach? Why did you end up specializing with this whole energy topic? How did that all come about for you?
1: Right. So um, my background, my first job was working at a health store while, while many of my friends were working in retail or at a restaurant. So I got introduced to health and wellness pretty early in life. And it was really an awesome opportunity because I got to really learn about how our body works, nutrition, herbal supplements. And I was pretty young at the time. Um, But once I graduated uh, from university, my career was in marketing. So I spent 15 years, you know, working for actually industrial distributors, which is a very different field. Um, But um, after I had my son, I wanted to find something that was a little more flexible. Um, So I actually decided to become a marketing consultant on my own. So that was my first Um, you know, time working for myself. And when I was trying to build that business, I was taking an online, a five day online uh, course to try to find new clients and figure out new ways to build my business. And the first exercise they had us do in that course was um, listing how we figured our life would be in 10 years, so our ideal life to describe it. So I jotted a few things down, continued on with my course, trying to build my business. And at the end of the week, when I reread it, I realized that everything in there had to do with health and wellness. So that that's the point where I said, you know what, if I'm trying to build this business, maybe I can actually do it in something that I'm super passionate about.
0: And I decided to go into health coaching. Gotcha. And so I know that you're a mom. Our listeners are going to love hearing that because they're moms as well. So you mentioned having a son. Do you, Is that your only child? How many kids do you have?
1: I started out a little unconve- unconventionally in momhood because uh, when I started dating my now husband, he had an 18-month-old daughter. So I started as a stepmom. And, you know, at the time, it was really a good way to ease into things because we had her one week and then where we were more really family oriented. And the other week, we kind of got to recharge and, you know, have time for ourselves and our social life. So it was a really easy way to ease into it. But then when I had my son, when I got pregnant five years ago, he was around all the time. So <laughs> I realized <laughs> that being a mom is actually quite exhausting. And that's actually, you know, I love him to bits, but that's when I realized I had to make some changes because I was just so tired. I, I mean, I remember the specific day where my stepdaughter had a soccer practice and trying to get to that soccer practice to me felt like I had to run. You're asking me to run a marathon. I was just so like exhausted at the time. So that's when I, you know, I realized I had to make some changes and, um, I just, I started to implement new, new routines into my, my daily life. And in a few months, about four or five months, I, I started feeling a lot better, um, with my energy levels. And that's when I, you know, it took me a while because like you said, we think, oh, it, I'm a mom, it's normal. Everyone feels this way, but there are things you can do simple things that you, you know, build on in your routine that will help you feel better. Um, but we need to, you know, learn to make ourselves a priority because that's, that's how we can be our best selves. You know,
0: it's so hard for us as moms to do that. I know we're going to get into that. I want to just, I want to stop real quick and just ask you what your favorite food is. If you're a food, are you a foodie like me?
1: I am. Uh, my background is, uh, Italian and Polish. So <gasps> oh, love it. I'm I Italian. Love, oh, okay. I, I mean, I love pastas, um, I, but I'm also a steak and potato type of girl.
0: (laughs) My Polish side is the potato. Both. You got both. Do you have a favorite, like a health conscious food? What's your favorite healthy food?
1: I really love, um, I'd say chicken, like a grilled chicken salad.
0: Mm -hmm. I have learned
1: to make it sheet pan style in the oven like the the chicken and I put the tomatoes in the oven and then I really enjoy that the tomatoes are really sweet when they're cooked in the oven for a little while so it's a bit of a different take Um, but I try to find ways to kind of you know make sure I get enough veggies in there because it's not my natural tendency but I know that's what has like the best bang for your buck when it comes to energy and getting your vitamins in.
0: I love that you mentioned that Vanessa, especially because of my audience who struggles with food that's raw sometimes. And so the whole sheet pan meal is fantastic. I know yours isn't exactly a sheet pan meal, but they they'll stay away from things like onions and tomatoes so often because they're raw in a salad, but you're putting yours in the oven. Yeah. And then, you know, and it really that roasting, it brings out the natural flavor in it. It brings out the natural sugars. And so and now it's more cooked. So I'm just thinking that could actually be really good for moms with Crohn's and colitis. They're cooking those vegetables a little bit to break down the fibers and then it's a little bit easier to digest. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. Okay. I do want to go ahead and jump in because I know you have some really valuable information for us with this five-step plan that you have. I'm really excited about it. So I know that you and I both have talked about how as a mom, we just feel really exhausted all the time. And it sounds like you have really just kind of hacked this. You figured out how you can have more energy. I love that you talk about prioritizing yourself. Does how, so how does all, how does all of this work? How can we start using this plan? Let's, let's start with what are the five steps? Why don't you tell us what the five steps in your plan are?
1: Sure. So I'm a big fan of keeping things simple. Um, and so I came up with the system that I like to visually uh, present as a flower with five petals. So in the middle, you have your energy. And then each petal is a critical area that addresses um, that, you, that you need to address to have your optimal energy level. So the five areas are prioritizing your sleep, hacking your mindset, moving your body, managing your stress, and fueling your body. So just a quick note, it's possible that some moms really struggle with one or two of these areas and others might, you know, struggle with all of them. But the the thing that's important to note is that even if you're only struggling with one, it can have a big detrimental effect on your your energy levels. So for example, if you have a high stress level, but you, you, you still exercise and you eat well and all of that, but your stress is really high, that can really be draining on your body. So that's why we have to look at all five of these.
0: And I guess it's probably possible to, to, to know some of the areas, but not know some of the others, they can all be impacting you, whether they're on a conscious level or or even on an unconscious level. Right.
1: Yeah. And you know, one of the things is to, sometimes we know what we need to do, but actually putting it into our daily routine and, you know, acting on it is, is a little more difficult.
0: Yes. And you know what? I definitely want to spend some time talking about that because I think that is a big struggle for moms. It's, it's not that some of these things, like you mentioned, we know, but it's like actually putting it into practice. Let's Mm -hmm. let's just dig deep here. Let's really get to it so that we can really help moms today. Let's start with number one, prioritizing sleep. My husband and I, so I have to tell you, my husband, he's a psychologist, but he specializes in sleep. He has a few things he specializes in, but that's the main thing. And, And of course I specialize in food. So we have this debate going on, you know, what's more important, the sleep that you get or the, or eating the right food. And I, I, I rarely tell him this, but I think it's actually sleep. I really think so. What do you think?
1: Well, I, I listened to your podcast episode with your husband, and it was pretty comprehensive. So there were a lot of great tips there. Um, but yeah, I do believe sleep impacts all the other things. Because when you have a good night's sleep, you're more likely to make good food choices the next day. Um, because if your sleep is not good, you have certain hormones that are higher that will make you crave foods that aren't as nutritious. So, um, and it also, if you're tired, you're less likely to want to move your body and all of those things. So they kind of, the sleep really impacts the other areas a lot. So
0: it's about more than just the sleep. It's about what the sleep gives you the next day. Right. Yeah. So,
1: and I mean, I speak to a lot of exhausted moms and they have different problems. Like some of them, the minute they, their head hits the pillow, they're asleep, but they still wake up exhausted in the morning. Whereas others are so tired. All day, But then when they get into bed, it's like, Oh, I'm awake now. And they'll lie awake for hours, whether it be because they have tension in their body and have trouble physically react, relaxing, or because they have stuff on their mind that they're replaying. And it- it's just it's hard for them to fa- get into the falling to sleep um, mode. So that's why my number one thing, I mean, we've as moms, we've had to function on two hours of sleep. So sometimes we think, you know what, maybe I don't need that much sleep. I've done it. But if you want to work your body to be working like optimally, then you do need that sleep because it's, it's so critical to all the choices you're going to make the next day as well. So um, if I had to give one piece of advice to everyone, it would be um, creating a bedtime routine. Uh, I'm not sure why we think it's important, you know, for our babies. And then we kind of just let go of that, but, oh, it's so um, true <laughs> the bedtime routine. It really, it's a signal to our brain that the day is coming to a close and it's time to go to sleep. So, and the routine can be five minutes. I mean, it could be over an hour, depending on how much time you have to put towards it, but, um, it, it can be super simple. The goal really is just to get to bed, feeling relax, relaxed and calm. So that would be my number one step: is build your own customized bedtime routine. And a few, your listeners might want a few ideas. So if they want to keep it simple, it could be something like uh, drinking an herbal tea, brushing their teeth, preparing their clothes for the next day, and sprinkling a few drops of essential oils on their pillow. Or they can add stuff like, you know, taking a Epsom salt bath, which is really strong, like has magnesium in it, which is great for relaxing your muscles, or meditating or stretching before bed journaling, those are all things that, that you can add to that routine if, if it's something that you feel like you'll that will relax you.
0: Let's say we're talking to a super exhausted mom. Maybe she has littles who are still getting up in the middle of the night. And we all know how exhausting that can be. What would you say if she has like five minutes, what would you say? You mentioned a few things. What would you say might be like, and let's just say she's never done anything. She hasn't prioritized sleep at all. She just falls in the bed and maybe she sleeps. Maybe she doesn't. Would it be that herbal tea? Would it be just you know, writing a few things down in the journal. What do you think that one thing, if she just wanted one thing, what, what would you think is the most important thing?
1: I think it depends on, you know, what, what she's feeling when she goes to bed. If she, if she has thoughts going through her head, then I'd say the jotting things down with the tea, let's say, so that, you know, the tea has some herbal herbal remedies that can help relax and calm and jotting things down it's like they're off her mind now she can she can rest cuz she has it written and she can tackle that the next day uh but for anyone with physical tension i'd say probably um if they have time a bath but if not uh just some breathing exercises which i'll also i'll, I'll also cover in the the stress section because okay
0: I love that. I love that. So an herbal tea, do you have any go-to favorite herbal teas? I know chamomile is really helpful at bedtime. What do do you like at bedtime? I
1: usually use a mix. Like uh, usually there's some, sometimes lavender, chamomile, um, different, different herbs in there. It's like a sleepy time type of thing. Right.
0: right, Yeah. So that
1: you get a bit of everything, soothing, relaxing, calming.
0: (laughs) So if there's just, if you're just getting started with this, if you really just want one thing that you can do, and of course, then you can build on that, right, Vanessa? If you just want one thing, it's maybe that journaling if you have that racing mind, and I know a lot of my community we tend to be anxious. So maybe it's that just a couple minutes of journaling, or it could be that tea and some and some deep breathing. I love it. Okay, you mentioned your step two is moving your body, and I'm guessing that has something to do with exercise. Tell us all about that.
1: Yeah, I don't really like the word exercise, which is why I call it moving your body. Yes, um, because there's creative ways to do this, um, and you know. This is one of those things we all know that it's important and it's good for us, but we might not understand how good, Um, you know, research consistently shows that exercise extends lives. So and when it comes to energy, it's been found that the more time we spend in motion, the better it is for our energy levels. The ironic thing here is we typically don't feel like exercising when we most need to because we're tired and, and it's hard to get going. So a question I get asked a lot is how much exercise do I need? And I don't really like, I don't find it very useful to focus on that for two reasons. One, the data is all over the place. So there are studies that show, you know, you can do a few 10 minutes of super intense workout is just as good as an hour and a half or so it's all over the place. Um, The other reason is that sometimes, you know, it can be overwhelming to, to start when you're with your end goal in mind. So What I recommend people do is focus on the fact that every bit of movement helps us and benefits us. So let's just focus on moving in the right direction and increasing our activity levels as we go. So, you know, a mistake many people make when they start is trying to do it too intensely and then they end up giving up because it's hard to sustain um, from the beginning So a better strategy Mm -hmm. is to commit to something that, you know, you could be consistent with start there and then build over time.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. And I think that the, you know, moms with Crohn's and colitis, oftentimes we're not just exhausted, but we also have, we're sick. So starting really low, I think is a really good, Idea. And then as you feel better, you can move towards more strenuous exercise if you feel up to it. But I love, and I'm using that word exercise, but I love that you say, you don't even use the word exercise. It's moving your body. So anything that really just helps you feel energized, moving your body is good. So if you were going to start slow, what would be some of the best types of movement? if you're going to start walking
1: is just so it's easy, it's free. And you know, it's you can fit it in for 15 minutes for an hour, depending how much time you have. When I was a new mom, I was able, (laughs) we're all about multitasking. So (laughs) I I realized my social life had gone out the window. So I said, you know, one night a week, I'm going to go with a friend and we're going to go for a walk. And that's going to be, you know, my moving my body and a bit of time to to connect and have some time. speaking with a friend at the same time. And that was great. Um, now I try to go on my lunch break, you know, uh, I find working eight hours straight is a lot. So it's kind of nice to split my day up and have my morning. And then during my lunch, I'll go on a walk. Uh, and again, if I can, I try to do it with a friend a neighbor, because then you get, you know, to speak and, and have some variety in your walk. But listening to a podcast, educating yourself is a great thing, too. Um, but I find walking is the easiest place to start for many people. But there's some people who love, you know, dancing. So they might do a Zumba class or they love they f- the feeling they get when they go for a jog. I wish I had that. That's not me. But some people really <laughs> me feel too. My, my close friend loves jogging. So for her, that's a great place to start. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, with time, I think it's super important to do a little bit of weight training because it's important for our muscles. But depending if you like that or not, you, you don't start with that, maybe. And weight training, you can do like 10 minute sessions. So it can be super time, like good for your time management. Um, I have an app I love to use. It's called Fit On. And you can actually put the amount of time you have and, you know, the part of the body that you'd like to work out. So it makes it very doable and manageable. Even if you only have like a 10 minute break you're, you're able to fit something in.
0: Mention that app name one more time. I will put it in the show notes.
1: It's called fit on. There's fit a, f- on. there's a free version. And that's what I have. Honestly, the, the, I know if you get the paid version, you can project it onto your screen, but I just do it on my iPad on the floor and they have so many things. They have Pilates, boxing, strength, training, cardio There's something for everyone there. There's so many exercises.
0: Oh, I love that. That's so great. And I love the idea of going outside and walking. And sure, you could even walk in your own home, right? You can walk around your home, but... I love when you're pairing things. So Mm -hmm. you're walking and you're talking to a friend or you're walking and you're learning on a podcast or you're walking and you're in nature, right? Mm -hmm. It's you're so now you're using your power of being energized in multiple ways. You're doing one thing, but you're getting a double benefit, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's great. Anything else about moving your body before we move on to step three?
1: Yeah. And what the other thing I'd like to mention is to schedule it into your calendar as if it's an appointment in an appointment. Oh, yeah. And, Good you idea. know, things come up sometimes, like you said, sometimes you're really feeling low energy or have a backup plan. Okay, if I don't go at this time, this is my back. A contingency plan is what I like to call it. So I have for my clients, we have a worksheet where they, you know, have their plan with the date, the time, and the backup plan. <laughs> that
0: yes. That's such a good idea. I love, I always do the scheduling in, but then if I miss it, then I miss it. So right. <laughs> I like the idea of having a backup plan because then I don't feel like such a loser, yes. right? Because I have a plan. It's okay if I didn't do plan A, I had now I have plan B. I like right. that. <laughs> OK, now we have a big one fueling the body. That's your step three. Can you take us through how that should look?
1: Sure. So I know your listeners typically have Crohn's or colitis, so they're well aware of the number one thing I normally mention here, which is what you eat affects how you feel. So the first action I ask my tired mamas to take is to remove the energy ropping foods and replace them with nutrient dense foods, which provides their body with all the vitamins they need to help fight fatigue. So fruits, vegetables, legumes and protein sources are the types of foods that normally have a lot of nutrients in them. Now the energy robbers are what we call stimulants. And a big mistake most people make is thinking that stimulants such as coffee, nicotine, alcohol, sugar, refined carbs, They think this provides them with increased energy levels. And I get it. You know, you wake up in the morning feeling groggy, you get your cup of coffee, and then suddenly you're ready to start your day. Or, you know, after lunch, you're feeling a little bit of an energy dip. So you grab a cookie or a piece of chocolate. (laughs) So it's kind of easy to fall into the trap of thinking that that's what gives you your energy boost. But the reality is that they're really these stimulants are energy's worst enemy. And they create a vicious cycle where you keep needing them for your next energy boost. So for anyone who relies on one or many of these, it's really important to try eliminating these and see how your body and energy level actually responds over time. So to set yourself up for success, I find it best to tackle one at a time and eliminate it for a month. And (laughs) that sentence often makes a lot of people say, whoa, 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 but that just shows how you know, highly addictive these substances are. right? Um, And that's why a lot of people feel like they can't function without them. So that would be my action step number three is just to eliminate the stimulant you rely on the most for one month.
0: Ooh, okay. I like that. So you're not saying eliminate all of them because that can be a little, that can be so overwhelming if you're really addicted to, cause it is really an addiction, right? If you're really addicted to many of them, you might feel like, I don't know, I couldn't possibly give them all up, but you're saying give up one for 30 days. And then maybe you can go further, but let's try, let's just start with one.
1: Right. And if there if anybody's really addictive, sometimes you actually have to like slowly decrease, like if you're used to having five copies a day, it might be difficult to go to zero. So again, you need to plan and decrease uh, slowly. And for a lot of these, there are substitutes. Again, I saw uh, one of your episodes that had to do with coffee substitutes and all the different kinds that are available. So sometimes it's part of uh, it's more of a habit than an actual addiction, depending on on the person. And I know for me, my cup of coffee in the morning was more of a habit. It was like, a, oh, I need this to get my day started. But I didn't really feel any physical effects. So replacing it with, with a substitute can be really helpful for some people.
0: I love Yeah, coffee is a big one. That was a really, really popular episode because I think everybody is looking for ways to get off of coffee. So that is a big one to start with. So for our listeners who are really thinking about, well, I do drink too much coffee. That could be a really good place to start. And maybe even just starting to, if you're having one cup a day, that's easy because not easy, but easier because then you can take that one a day away for three, for 30 days. But if you're a three cup a day or a four cup a day coffee drinker, then maybe you could start by taking away one cup. And then I don't know, Vanessa, would you recommend waiting a week and then taking away another cup? How would you recommend if they're trying to titrate down with coffee specifically?
1: I think it, it really depends on how they feel. Um, I would say try cutting it in half if you can possibly. Um, so if you had four cups, try two, um, mm-hmm. and then, But again, if you feel like you're really having trouble, then you can do it one cup at a time as well
0: yeah gotcha well for me it wasn't coffee i'm not a coffee drinker but for me it was carbs and so <laughs> when i was eating a very high carb diet and when i had to cut that off i did it cold turkey and i really went through carbohydrate withdrawal it was horrible so i would say if you can go a little bit slower with it if you can figure out a way you know and in, in maybe not cutting out all carbs at once um we know that that can be the carbs can be really Detrimental for people with Crohn's and colitis because it's difficult for their digestive system because it really just turns into sugar in their body. So maybe don't do it the way that I did it. Maybe don't cut it all out at once because then you can definitely have some carbohydrate withdrawal. Right. Okay. Really good tips one through three. Let's just review those steps one more time. We had prioritized sleep, moving your body. We just talked about fueling your body. Now let's move on to step four. And that is managing your stress. Okay. Tell us more about that. Huge. That's another, I keep saying huge one, but they're all big, but this is (laughs) a really big one.
1: Right. So yeah, we know our stress levels can have a huge impact on our energy levels and can really let us leave us feeling drained when we have a lot of stress in our life. And the reason for this is because our body has a complex physical response to stress which is based on the fight or flight decision our ancestors used to have to make regularly when they were in dangerous situations. So when, you know, they were getting attacked, let's say, they would have to decide, am I going to fight this or am I going to run? So both their brain and bodies had to prepare to take action. And when this occurs, it still occurs in our bodies and our brains, and our nutrients are used up much at a much higher rate than usual. So in the long term, this will drain the body and cause us to become exhausted. So the question is, what can we do to avoid this? Um, A lot of stress management focuses on eliminating the stressors, which, you know, it's obviously a great practice, but it's typically not feasible to eliminate all of them. So as we know, in our mom life, we have toddlers that are going to be unreasonably difficult and whiny. We have kids that are going to fall and hurt themselves at some point. And, you know, as they grow older, we will worry about how their decisions are going to impact their future. So I don't have the solution to eliminate these things, but I found a variety of techniques to help relieve stress. And this goes from muscle relaxation exercises to calming visualizations and as we touched on before, my personal favorite is breathing exercises, because again, they're super easy to learn and you can do them anywhere. So that's typically what I'll, I'll recommend people start with. I try to do breathing exercises every night before I go to sleep. And also whenever I notice that I'm so focused on getting something done, I'm not really breathing properly. And, you know, we knew that was a thing? We kind of just think our body knows how to do that. And it does, just not, again, always optimally. So taking a few minutes to practice deep breathing in those moments allows our body to reset from the state of stress and therefore avoid extreme fatigue. So that would be my action step number four is to add at least one breathing session to your daily routine.
0: I like that you mentioned breathing optimally. Because we all think that breathing is a function we don't need to think about, but so often we're not breathing optimally. And so to just set aside some time or even just make it a part of what you're doing. Like I like to breathe when I'm in the carpool line or when I'm online at the grocery store, or, you know, I'm just doing my daily activities, but setting aside some time to breathe optimally. I just really like that word. Um, I also want to mention that for people with Crohn's and colitis, there's actual research that has shown that doing a couple sessions of deep breathing a day can actually have a positive impact on our illness. Now I'm just curious, Vanessa, do you have a breathing exercise that you like more than others?
1: I try to to kind of mix things up just to keep it fun. Um, but when I was just starting, I would just really count in and count down type of thing. And when I was inhaling and exhaling, um, that was how I started. But now again, I use an app. It's called the balance app. And there's a bunch of exercises there that you can, you know, listen to someone else who guides you. Um, but again, that's what I like about breathing is that it's so versatile. And like you said, you could do it anywhere, <laughs> fit it in whenever you have a few moments, or you can really set aside the time and do something and listen to someone else guiding you through.
0: We all love an app, don't we? It doesn't matter what it's for. If somebody says, Oh, I have this app, we're all like, Yeah, let me get that. So, the Balance app, I will link to that in the show notes. And you all know because I mention it all the time that I'm a huge fan of Insight Timer, it does have meditation sessions in it, but it also has a place where you can do breathing, deep breathing as well. So if there's an app for it, I am all over it. I know you are too. So yes, if, if there's an app that can help go for it and just know that you can breathe anywhere. So I really like that you talk about how you could, you know, you can do it anywhere. Mm-hmm. You can do that, the breathing anywhere. I am like you, I like to do it. Well, I like to do it first thing in the morning. And then when I go to bed at night, that's kind of my routine. I just bake it in there. hmm So that could actually be kind of part of that. When you say prioritize sleep and you talk about having a a bedtime routine, that's when I know you mentioned it earlier, when you go back to the, to the breathing, right. You're going to do it then before you go to bed.
1: Yeah. That's when I I find it, it helps again, get my body relaxed too. Um, and you know, put me in that state where I'm ready to go to bed now.
0: I think if you're going to put it in somewhere, that is the place to start because it can help with sleep and it can also help with exhaustion. And then it can also help with Crohn's and colitis with helping your body with that as well. All right, cool. All right. So we have one last step to talk about, and that has to do with your mind. Tell us how that comes into play.
1: All right. So we kind of actually touched on this right when we were starting is that, you know, sometimes we have the knowledge and we know exactly where we want to go and what we need to do to get there. But we sometimes choose things that move us further away from what we want. And, you know, it, it, logically, we think, okay, if you know it, it, it you're going to put it into practice, but it doesn't always, it doesn't always work that way. And it's often because our mind is controlled by fear. So whether it's fear of failure, fear of being uncomfortable, fear of uncertainty, our mind sometimes tells us we aren't capable of doing something because we're afraid doing new things. You have to can say be- that
0: again. You have <laughs> say that one more time. Cause that is so huge.
1: Our, our mind is controlled, can be controlled by fear, doing new things. It can be scary sometimes. Right. And our mind worries that, you know, we might be in this uncomfortable place forever. And so it tries to protect itself and, you know, it tries to keep us in our comfort zone, even if it wasn't, it isn't actually what we want.
0: Yeah. So, oh, so I, we just, have we just have to pause. We just have to take a moment there and really take that in, really take in what you're saying. That's, that's huge because so often, right, Vanessa, this is happening on an unconscious level.
1: We make so many small decisions in our day, but they add up. So we really need to stop and think and realize and, you know, what I suggest is that we also have what we call a kinder mind, and that's who we need to listen to. So the kinder mind has a different message. It says that you can do it, even if it's hard, you know, eat the vegetables, move your body, turn the TV off and go to bed now, you know, you don't need to finish the bottle of wine. <laughs> That's the voice. <laughs>
0: That's or the finish thing. streaming binge-watching Bridgerton. You don't have to do that all in one night.
1: <laughs> right, you know, it's tempting at times, but we need to really listen to that voice. And, you know, it's often harder to hear because the self-sabotaging voice is often the louder one. But the more we listen to the we learn and we practice listening to our kinder mind, the more confident we get, the more we realize we are able to do these things. And it's easier to tune out that other self-sabotaging voice.
0: The kinder mind. Oh, that's so good. I love it.
1: So for this one, my advice is to find
0: someone,
1: you know, an accountability or support person in your life. So someone that will help, you know, cheer you on and help you stay on track. You know, if you share that you're on this journey to help, you know, that you really want to help your energy levels go up and these are the the steps you're going to take Find that person who you know can check in on you and see how you're doing, and you know try to speak to them at least once a week, where you can say you know what went well with your week, what were the challenges, uh, and also what's your plan for the next week? Because planning for the following week is always you know important because having the plan is your first step to success. So you know I'd say that that would be my number five would be finding a support person and asking them to help you stay on track in your journey. To regain your energy.
0: Yeah. And of course that could be a family member. That could be a friend, but that could also be a health coach because one of the things that we do as health coaches is we are that support system, that support person for, for our clients. We are there for them to help check in and say, how are things going and really help them with that mindset piece. That's one of the things I love about it because you're just not going to get that from your doctor. It's just not something that they do, but it's something that health coaches do. Right.
1: Right. 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 And, you know, having been there, you know, you know how, you know, sometimes you're going to have a day where things don't go as planned and you can feel like you're failing, but, you know, you don't need to let that one day and the choices of that one day affect the next day and become a month because it's so easy to get off track sometimes. But, you know, consistency and discipline, it's, it's not easy, but that's what will help you in the long run, you know, make it a habit and part of your routine. And once things become habits and parts of your routine, you're not making as many choices. They kind of just happen with time.
0: Yes. Yes. That's so true. Okay. We have made it through the five steps. Such good information. We have prioritizing sleep, moving your body, fueling your body. I know we have stress. What was it called? Remind managing me managing your, stress. managing your stress and then hacking your mindset. Correct. Right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, really good information here. I do want to just ask you though, because I know that you said most likely it's not just one, it's probably more. And then I was talking about how some of these can even be unconscious. We, may, we might not even know that some of these are impacting us, but Oftentimes we do, we, we have a kind of an idea of what we need to do, but the days just, I don't know about you, Vanessa, but the day's just like, they seem to just go by and I don't prioritize these things. So even though I know I need to, so how can we do this when we, when we can't find the time or when we are just struggling to put one foot in front of the other, how do we then say, okay, I am going to do it. I'm going to take this step.
1: I think it's really about planning, you know, you have to plan it. And, you know, you start with one of these five and you focus on one thing for two weeks and then add another one, you know, you don't have to do them all at once because that can be overwhelming. But, um, you know, choosing one, starting there, doing two weeks, seeing if you're able to stay on it and, you know, depending what it is, if it's uh, fueling your body, it's about the planning, the meal prepping, the... It, it won't, it's, it won't just happen. So you have to, you know, make it happen and commit to it. Um, and you just choose to start by the one that you think you can do maybe the most easiest. Some people like starting with what's easiest and others people <laughs> it's like doing the worst, doing it kind of like a bandaid rip off the worst one. Um, but you, you do what every person has to do, whatever they're most comfortable with. But the point is just starting and then building.
0: So it's okay if i start with step four right it's it, you don't yeah. have to start with sleep you start with either the most pressing or the one like you said where you're just gonna rip the band-aid off um or maybe the easiest just you know you just start
1: yeah and depending what you have going on in your life too right like when you, beginning of the school year let's say if you're stressed out because you have all these new routines then maybe you do something for stress like a breathing exercise or, uh, you know, after Christmas and you've eaten a little bit, not as well as usual. So then maybe in January, it's easy to tackle the fueling your body part. So, you know, we, you can go based on that as well. Yes.
0: Another good point. Okay. Really good. So we have a lot of ways that we can, get started with this that's awesome okay so we we were able to oh you know what i'm sorry before i get to that i want to ask you one more question yep. just about rewarding do you have any kind of reward system that you recommend for people i am a huge fan of if you do something then celebrate it right we really have to it helps us stay positive it helps us stay motivated so do you have any suggestions for how to reward and celebrate yourself in a healthy way when you're doing these steps
1: yeah, so I used to a lot of people think of rewards as food or, or uh, alcohol, a drink or something like that. So I've kind of tried to find alternative ways. Uh, you know, now I, I like my cup of tea at the end of the day, my sleepy time teeth, for me, that's, you know, a nice reward. But if you want something a little bit bigger, you know, a, a nice bath, you know, or, even going for a walk and having time to yourself, you know, it could be seen as a reward. So it's trying to find different things. I love reading. So having, you know, spending an hour reading a book at night is very relaxing to me. I see that as a reward. Um, But yeah, you can find whatever works for you. If you start exercising, it could be buying yourself some kind of new equipment or something like that. There's many different ideas.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't have to surround around food or alcohol. There's so many ways. And a lot of your ways had to do with self-time as a mom. And that really is a reward because so often we don't get time to ourselves. So using that as a reward, I think so often we as moms, we can feel guilty about that. But I love using that as a reward, doing something for you that only involves you. It doesn't involve the kids. It doesn't involve your spouse. It's just for you, something just for you. And and that's always a great way to reward you yourself
1: and re-energize like when you have time for yourself you know as much as sometimes it's hard to plan for it and you do feel a little bit guilty at first afterwards going to a spa and uh, you know getting a a massage or something like that you feel re-energized you feel like you're back to yourself and that you really have the energy um the time is worth it. it it's a it's a big payoff
0: Yeah. So not just the step, but the reward all is about feeding your energy, which I love. Yeah. That's fantastic. You, I know there's so much more to this, right? You were able to give us like a starter step, but I know that in your health coaching practice that you really dive deep into this with your clients. So if people want to go further with you, how would they go about doing that?
1: So they can uh, follow me on Instagram at Vanessa Rachel coach. And um, there they'll see tips and, you know, I look at all those different areas and different posts every week. Um, And I'd also like for the next month to give all the Cheeky Podcasts for Moms with IBD listeners a $200 rebate on my 12-week Exhausted to Energize program. So if anyone's interested in that, they can uh, reach out through Instagram um, and book a call with me to get more details about the program. And see if, you know, we're a good match and see if, if they can use the support and accountability uh, and the education that, to help them learn more about their energy and how to regain their energy.
0: Oh, that is awesome. I love it. So $200 off of Vanessa's program only for Cheeky Podcast mom listeners. And if you want to find out more about what Vanessa is doing, if you want to hear more about her program, you have to connect with her on Instagram. And I will definitely leave a link in the show notes. Can you tell us one more time what your IG handle is?
1: It's at Vanessa Rachel coach.
0: Okay. Fantastic. So go there, check out her Instagram page. I actually did check out your Instagram page already, Vanessa, and I just thought it was really great. It's just so curated. I love the colors. It's just, I I love it. So go check it out because she has really great information there. And we all need it. We're all exhausted moms. When we have a chronic illness, when we have an autoimmune condition, that just adds another layer onto it. But it's good to know that we're not alone, we're all kind of in this together. Um, and I'm really grateful to you, Vanessa, that this is the area that you have chosen this helping moms who are exhausted, have more energy because it's something that we all need.
1: Thanks, Karen. Thanks so much for having
0: me today. Okay. What did you think? Which of these areas, the five areas Vanessa mentioned today, which do you feel like are plaguing you the most? What area could you get started on right away? Let's just make this super actionable. We've got sleep, moving your body, fueling your body, managing your stress, and hacking your mindset. I think for me i think sleep that's probably the biggie for me i just don't prioritize it as much as i should a quiet house late at night maybe you can relate to this it's just it just draws me in it's too appealing to me it's like a vortex i get pulled in and it becomes my happy place but then in the morning. I always regret it. And that's what I think I'm going to work on. I think that's what I'm going to pick. I would love to hear from you. Email me at hello at karenhaley.com. K-A-R-Y-N-H-A-L-E-Y. Hello at karenhaley.com. And tell me, what are you going to work on? Let's just help support each other through all of this. Because it's a struggle for every one of us. This exhausted feeling. And we all want more energy. IBD moms supporting IBD moms, and that's what gets us through all of the challenges that we face. So let's support each other through this. Don't forget if you are really struggling with some of these mom exhaustion areas that Vanessa talked to us about today, Vanessa's got her own program where she helps moms move from exhausted to energized reach out to her on Instagram if you want more information and you want to score that $200 cha-ching, discount that she's offering for the next month. I will leave a link to Vanessa's IG page in the show notes in case you want to just connect with her. I know that she would love to hear from you mom to mom. Thanks so much for hanging out with Vanessa and I today. I'll be back again next week with another juicy episode of the Cheeky Podcast. And until we meet again, I am wishing you a cheeky and healthy gut healing and very energized journey. Chat soon.